Welcome back to our fourth uh, episode. Um, today we'll be reviewing. We'll be reviewing the match day two of the Euros, and we'll also be talking about um the greatest clubs. We saw a thread on Twitter, which Twitter was reposted thread. on Instagram, yeah. and we, we were we were arguing about it. And um, oh, I wouldn't say arguing. I'd say uh, no, nah, not in a bad way. I'd, I'd say we were way. debating in a yeah. in a in yeah. a formal way. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, not not arguing as in like getting like you know you know what I mean. All right, so. It's the thread is um is top nine greatest European football clubs of all time by just footies on Twitter and debatable football opinions on Instagram. And um yeah. So it's one through nine. Well, well it starts off at nine. It's nine clubs and it goes in order from nine to one. I don't know why uh, it's pissing me off that it's nine. It should be ten. Right? I, I yeah, like one more club wouldn't be that bad. Alright, yeah. so let's start off. Um, obviously we're gonna go at this as if we're gonna go this in the same order as you guys. Like we're we're gonna start revealing them one by one. So like, let's say a club is at nine, um, but we think they should be in seventh, and we know the club in seventh. We're not gonna be like, oh, they should be there instead of the club that's already there, you, right? Yeah. So we'll discuss the clubs first. We'll go in order, right? And mm-hmm. then we'll we'll order them in order and the way we we think it should be. Yeah. So I I feel like we should do we review. Like you said, we review how they are here in the thread. Then if you review how you think it should be. I review how I think it should be. And at the end, we make like a, I guess, we, we combine both. And we can, and let's see if we can agree on, on, mm-hmm. on one. All right. So uh, first club in ninth place, Inter Milan. Uh, they have their major trophies include 19 Serie A championships. Three Champions League titles, three Europa Leagues, two Intercontinental Cups, and seven Coppa Italia. And their greatest players include Giuseppe Miazza. Miazza. Um, I think... Okay, so not too much since this... We can't say too much since this is the first club. So mm-hmm. there's, there's still a lot to go. But um, they should have mentioned Zanetti in greatest players. Definitely. I mean, here in the picture, he is yeah. uh, quite literally... Lifting up the Champions League with the captain's armband. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just Sanete should be mentioned. All right. So, one more the next one. So, ahead of Inter Milan, they have Ajax Amsterdam in eighth place. So, their major trophies include 35 Eredivisie championships, four Champions League titles, 20 Dutch Cups, two Intercontinental Cups, three UEFA Super Cups, and one Europa League. And their greatest players include Johan Cruyff. Um, May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this is one of these clubs that's built on their history, as is all these other clubs, basically. Um, Ajax has a really rich history, especially with the come-up of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of talents in the world of football come through the Ajax Academy. Um, yeah. And not, not even... A lot of them... Some of them don't even come from the Academy. They just... Played there in the early stages of their career, and Ajax really forms them. Well, yeah, so they have it's... a really, really like good, um, uh, really rich history of developing young, young players. Yeah, and I mean, recently, I don't think they've had such great success, like European wise, because domestically they've done pretty well. But mm-hmm. uh, recently, I don't think they've done that that great. I mean, apart from that amazing 
run they did. I think it was uh, 20, 2018, 2019 Champions yep. League season. But I think I, I, I would still consider them a, a big club, like right yeah. now. But also, if you look at Ajax, they could honestly compete if they kept all their players, you know. Their yeah. team right now would look really good. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next team. In seventh, we have Liverpool. Um, Their major trophies include 19 English champions, Champions League titles. No, wait, no. 19 English champions titles. There you go. Uh, six Champions League titles, <laughs> seven FA Cups, eight league titles, uh, three UEFA Super Cups, and three Europa League's greatest players include Kenny Dalglish and Steven Gerrard. Oh, well, what I what I've heard, um, is that a lot a lot of, obviously I'm not I'm not we're not from England, but like a lot of people from a lot of fans from England are really um debating whether the um, you know how right there it says 19 English Champions League. Oh, and <laughs> 19 <laughs> English Champions titles. Yeah. Um. Well, like a, a long, a long time ago, I'm pretty sure. It it was divided between like, it was between the the English top flight and then it turned into the Premier League, mm-hmm. and I think they mixed both trophies together. So that's why like a bunch of people are saying, oh, they like Liverpool almost has no no Premier Leagues or. Is their first Premier League in thirty years, which I mean it is. That's why United fans are really salty. So. Yeah, I mean have, still. Yeah, well, they have one. We'll just make to make it clear. They have one Premier League title. Um, yeah, I mean, regardless, I think Liverpool's a great club. Regardless, um, yeah. they've had some historic players in there. They had some historic teams. Even the team that matched up against AC Milan in that Champions mm. League final, in that historic yeah. final. Uh, it was. Don't get me wrong. That. That AC Milan team was stacked. But that Liverpool team was also pretty good. Like, it had a good fair amount of legends in there. Yeah. Um, Still a really good side. Came out with the win, obviously. Um, I think Liverpool... I think Liverpool are, are... Recently have been a little bit overrated, overhyped. But in 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 past history, I think they've been very underappreciated. Especially mm-hmm. for the players they've had and, and their success in Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously, I don't think you can compare them to such great teams like... Chelsea or even United, but you know they have their place in European history and they're they're a big club. There's no denying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree, agree, agree. Then in sixth place we have Juventus. Their major trophies include thirty six Serie A titles, two Champions League cups, two UEFA Super Cups, three Europa Leagues, two Intercontinental Cups, and fourteen Coppa Italias. Their greatest players include Alessandro Del Piero and Gianluigi. Gianluigi Buffon. Um, yeah, a big team. They've struggled on on the Champions League stage these throughout the twenty first century. Um, the past like six years since yeah. since they got to that twenty fifteen final. They yeah, they're doing mm-hmm. so great. Yeah, they they've um they've gotten to the final stages as like semifinals and finals, uh, a handful of times. Yeah, but never came out. Now, obviously, this is past season struggling, something we hadn't really seen uh, in a while. They've been dominating the league for the past uh, decade or so. And now to see them fall so hard, it was a bit hard to see. Yeah, I feel like it's like it's been a common theme throughout Well, these past, I think I would say, past two or three seasons between, um, between other, I don't want to say smaller leagues because they're not. But between the top five leagues, excluding I would say the Prem, and I'd say include the Prem, um, 
I feel like a lot of big clubs have, I think, lowered their quality, and a lot, of, a lot of like smaller clubs have, um, have been started to play a lot better and started to to qual to qualify to to European uh, spots, and I feel like in Juventus's case this year and maybe well, not the past year because they they won, but maybe this year that they lowered their quality of play as well as uh teams like Inter and teams like um AC Milan just I, I I guess became a better side, better quality, better players, more all around better club the these past two years maybe. So uh I think that's exactly what happened with, with Juventus this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, like they've also dominated the league because, like you said, their opponents were weaker. Um, in, in these past two or three years, uh, AC Milan and uh, Inter Milan have both gotten significantly uh, better and stronger because there was a period throughout the throughout this decade of Juventus dominance that they were just non-existent. We saw these giants fall so hard from their from all the success they had mm-hmm. to a point where they were they weren't even making. Europa League spot, especially AC Milan. Yeah. Or they were struggling to get there. Um, and their main competition, main competition at that time was Napoli. Um, Napoli, yeah. It's good to see these these forces back at their at a high level, yeah. uh, reaching that level again. Um, but yeah, it it had been some time without without uh, seeing them. Yeah, without good good competition in that league, definitely mm-hmm. needed it. Yeah, for sure. It was getting a bit boring. After all those years of dominance, like it's it's good for a club, but at the same time, it gets a bit boring. Yeah, just yeah. The, I, I feel like it, if you have such like good span of uh, of success domestically, it sort of like lowers the um, for the club. It lowers a little the value of of the trophies. So like, I'm not saying that like, oh, you're sad that they you won the league, but like for example, for Bayern that they've won it, I think nine times in a row. Or mm-hmm. something like that. It, it's sort of like, okay, you won the league, cares. Yeah, like it kind of becomes the normality. Like if you don't, yeah. it's become it becomes expected of you now. So exactly. if you don't win, it's kind of like, yo, like what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened with Juventus this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, five Manchester United major trophies include twenty English Champions titles, three Champions League titles, twelve FA Cups, five League Cups. One UEFA Super Cup, one Intercontinental Cup, and one Europa League. Greatest players include Bobby Charlton and George Best. And the top goal scorer of all time, Wayne Rooney. But, you know, this <laughs> is not. Uh, you can go. I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, Manchester United, uh, probably one of the most successful clubs, obviously, in history. That's why it's in this debate in the first place. Um. Yeah, when Manchester United, when I started watching Manchester United, they were just not in a in a good spot. First they had David Moyes. It, it was recently after uh, Alex Ferguson had left. Uh, they had David Moyes. Then they had uh, Louis Van Gaal. Then I think they went to Jose Mourinho. And throughout that span, they've won like maybe an FA Cup with Mourinho. They won a Community Shield, an FA, uh, an EFL Cup. Sorry, um, with Louis Van Gaal, they won the FA Cup, and then they won the Europa League. With with Mourinho, and I feel like United needs needs to be, I guess, wanting more. They need to be more determined to win 
better Civil War now, but throughout history, I, all I'm saying is Manchester United has really, I, I guess, solidified its its place in this list. Yeah, I think United. I I rate United. I think United are the greatest uh, English club mm-hmm. ever. They've had so many legends throughout there. They've had success throughout the years. There's not really a, an era where United have failed to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. they're they're very consistent club, as in like they you they always have teams to compete. Yeah. Uh, even now, right now is one of their weaker times. That we one of well, not one of the weaker because there's been weaker throughout this like past five or six years or so. Yeah. But they're getting they're getting back to a, to a good level. Um, they finished second in the league. You know, uh, they've been bringing in players that have really helped them. Uh, get back to that level, but they're still they they still they still have a lot left to reach back to those historic days. Yeah, a lot to prove. Yeah, but um, we're talking about history. We're not talking about right now. And United have done it all on they've done it on the on the European stage. They've done it on in the domestic stage. They've done it everywhere. One of the biggest clubs, no doubt. Some of the biggest legends played for them. Some historic moments, and you just can't really deny their their success. Yeah, Paul, I'm gonna pause you here for a second. Um, do you want to zoom into that picture dead on? Familiar face. What do you mean? Go go to go to the Manchester United uh uh slide uh-huh. and then zoom in a little bit. I still can't wrap my, my head around Gerard Piquet in Manchester United. Oh there you go. Okay. I was looking win- at him like <laughs> winning the Champions League. With United. It's kinda crazy. It is very crazy actually. I I, I feel like that's sort of like looked over. A it lot. Is. It's crazy how it's crazy how he went there, um, for minutes, but then, just the the greatest center, one of the greatest center back duels just doesn't even allow him to get Vidic, Vidic and Rio. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I still can't believe he played with Ronaldo. Like, yeah, man. Oh, respect, respect to him. Respect, respect. All right, next one. Uh, Bit controversial uh, here, but we'll uh, talk about that in a minute. I don't agree with this, by the way. But uh, first place in, in Barcelona, we have ma- our major trophies include twenty six Liga titles, five Champions League titles, thirty one Copa del Rey cups, five or five UEFA Super Cups, and thirteen Super Copas de España. Our greatest players in Q- include <laughs> Lionel Messi, and here they put Mar- Martin Reithwaite. Girls, <laughs> um, yeah, I think. In my eyes, we're the greatest club ever. Obviously, it's biased, but you know that we're definitely one of the greatest clubs. There's no debate about that. I mean, that's why they're on this list, isn't it? Yeah, we have debatably, debatably, debatably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, team of all time. Uh, we debatably we saw the goat. Um, I think we're one of those clubs that have. I think the reason I don't know. I think the people kind of sour because we. Our success has been more recent compared to these other clubs, you know. Mm, true. Our we we've always we haven't really been like a top top club for like a century. You get me? Like yep. we started our team really started coming to be when, uh, when like around the Maradona, the well beginning of Johan Cruyff era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we were still Johan Cruyff really put our club on on this pedestal where we people started really like seeing us and noticing us. And then with Maradona, but our club has never been, we've never been ones who have won like these many trophies. Like, I don't know how to explain it. We just, we didn't become the club we are, we are known as today until recent history. And so basically that bet where they're like, era. Yeah. Um, 
Then Ronaldinho, we started with when Ronaldinho came over, we started winning a bit more. Uh, Champions League with him uh, under Rijkaard uh, and Joan Laporta, president. Then Pep Guardiola came in, and that's when I think where we really stabilized our our platform on the on the European stage. Yeah. Yeah, you can go. Oh my bad. Uh, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I would. I'm. Uh, this includes a little bias in it, a little more like not uh, more like a lot, but yeah, I think Barcelona obviously is a very very good team, has a very very good team, has a very good club, a uh, good good board of uh, uh directivos. Obviously, right now, because back when what's it called, Bartomeu, when Bartomeu was was at the head, I don't think they were um, very smart with their decision making but again I'm glad for many of my uh, friends that are coolest I, I, I'm I'm finally glad that the pain can stop but yeah so I feel like Barca like you said has a lot of recent history that's why they've not been talked talked about a lot in these debates in these um you know who's the best club in history cuz I mean Considering they they were founded in 1899, I don't think they've had a great, great, great success um, in those recent years. But again, now in these recent years, um, I feel like they've solidified their their spot in one of the greatest clubs of all time. Um, not much to say here. I think you covered it all. Um, what well, I, I would put Lionel Messi, for greatest players, probably Lionel Messi, Johan Cruyff, and in my opinion, Iniesta or Xavi. One of those two definitely has to be up there. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next up, we have in third place, AC Milan. Major trophies include 18 Serie A titles, seven Champions League titles, three Intercontinental Cups, five Copa Italia, five UEFA Super Cups, seven Supercoppa Italiana. Um, the greatest players mm-hmm. include Paolo Maldini, Marco Van Basten, and Franco Varesi. Um... Uh, I think this is, in my opinion, the greatest Italian club uh, mm-hmm. of of all time. Uh, AC Milan, whoa, what what a team they were, what a team yeah. they were, uh, what a history they have. I think AC Milan have one of the richest history in Europe. Uh, I think they are one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Well, obviously, come on now, Paul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, they've had so many legends, Kaká, Pirlo. Gattuso, you know, they, they've had so many players go through that, that team and, and, and have success with that team. Cafu, uh, there's just so many players. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. You know, they're, they're obviously a great club. They're on this list for a reason. I think top yeah. three, I think they're definitely a top three greatest team of all time. Club 100%. of all time, no doubt. They've had some insane lineups throughout the years. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. They're just an insane team. Yeah. Um. Obviously... It's kind of hard for us to to give a reliable opinion or a reliable verdict on Milan because, I mean, their glory days were a little past. Like, when we were born, I think we didn't really... I mean, when we were like... I think when we gained conscious, it was like around the 2010 World Cup and they were still like a little, um, you know... They were still, you know, good. They were competing. They were... Up till I think two thousand, like I would say two thousand twelve, maybe 
is when their decline started. But yeah, their th- definitely their glory days were a little bit, you know, Before. past our our conscious days. But yeah, like you said, I think you covered it all. Um, yeah, AC Milan, great club, great history, great players. Nothing, nothing else to say there. Second up, we have uh, Bayern Munich in second place. We have their major trophies include 31 Bundesliga championships, six Champions League titles, one Europa League, and two Intercontinental Cups, 20 DFB Pokal, and eight DFL Super Cup. Greatest players include Franz Beckenbauer and Jordan Muller. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, Bayern especially now. Bayern have always been one of those teams that are just always competing. In Europe, always stacked. Yeah, they've they've always had good teams. Um, they they won the Champions League a year ago, around a year ago, uh, before before Chelsea. Um, you know, I think they've always had that that edge over every other German team. They've always mm-hmm. had some of the best players, but how do I say? It? Um, how do I say this was something like? It, over in recent years, I won't, I'm not saying that they're bad because they've they've competed in in the Champions League. They've they've gone far in the in the in the latter stages. They've mm-hmm. they've they've done well. They haven't performed bad at all. But in in the Bundesliga, it's kind of been a one horse race for a few years now. Yeah. Um. They the, their main targets are 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 from their direct opponents. You know, you can see this when they when they got Lewandowski, Hummels, Götze, Naurupa Mecano. Yeah. You know, they, they strive off of not only getting stronger, but also making their opponents weaker by taking some of their best players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel Bayern Munich, like you say, have always been up there, always been a top team. Um, even in the European in the European competitions, they've been a, a really strong force to stop, you know, the strong teams. They've always been a, a strong team. You know, you you always wish you never get Bayern Munich in the in the Champions League draw, and when you get him, when you get them, it's just sort of like your heart sort of stops for a second because you know how strong of a team they are. Not even strong of a team because, yeah, they can have amazing players, but just for example, the the way they press, the way the they um their mentality of you know gaining the ball quick and then moving quickly. We saw that in, for example, the the Barca game. I don't wanna. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to open any closed wounds, but like that is when I realized, wow, Bayern is gonna be a very strong. Oh my god, <laughs> very very strong team for for many years to come, and they have been. But definitely, Bayern Munich has to be has to be up there. I, I would put in my top three. I, obviously, we're gonna make our list later, but I mean, it's always there's always a debate open. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that wraps up second spot. And it, I'll let you read the first one. Uh, the, first one um, <laughs> the first one. The first one. Oh, wait. Oh, does that say? Is that? Are, are those? Are is that? Is that Real Madrid in first in in first place? Oh, oh yeah, nice. it is. Nice. Um. So obviously, major trophies: thirty-four La Liga titles, the biggest in Spain. Um. Thirteen Champions League titles, the biggest in. In Spain and Europe. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, biggest in Spain and in, in Europe. Uh, 19 Copa del Rey. Barca can have that. I don't care. Um, Four UEFA Super Cups. Two Europa Leagues. Uh, three Intercontinental Cups. And 11 Supercopa de España. Uh, the greatest players for this club. Alfredo Di Stefano and Cristiano Ronaldo. 
um, in many people's eyes, the GOAT. So, yeah, uh, Real Madrid, obviously, always they always, always strive for greatness. Um, always strive to get the, the best of the best of the best, whether that be in players or in the board. So, yeah, 34 La Liga titles, there's not much to say there. Uh, we're the biggest in Spain. I, I, I want to read this with as unbiased as possible, but again, it's sort of hard when the facts are there. Um, 34 La Liga titles, obviously no debate there on who's the biggest in Spain. Uh, and 13 Champions League titles, uh, again, there's no debate whether uh, who's the biggest in Spain, in Europe, sorry. And there's been a lot of talk, yeah, a lot of talk saying, oh, the first five Champions League, well, don't count because they've been, uh, it was a different, a different, a different competition. So let me just debunk that for a second. So at, at first, the Champions League, the Champions League uh, competition was only the winners of their leagues could play in this league. So if Madrid won the league, they had all the right to be in that competition. And if they play against the best of the best, they beat the best of the best. So they most deservedly win these 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 trophies, these five trophies. But again, uh, say for example, okay. you take away those five, we still have seven. And yeah. we would be tied with, with, with AC Milan, which I'm guessing you'd have to take maybe one or two because they were also in those competitions. So, again, biggest in Europe, then 19... 19- uh, Copa del uh, Copa del Rey, we're very terrible at that competition. Um, although I I still remember my first uh Copa del Rey Copa del Rey final watching that. Uh, I I'd be I think you're familiar with uh with that Gareth Bale run. Uh, four UEFA Super Cups. I think we lost against Atletico Madrid most recently when we won in Kiev. Then. They won the Europa League and then we lost in the Supercopa right after uh, El Picho had left. And yeah, not much else to say here. A lot of great clubs, uh, a lot of great clubs have have looked up for many years to Real Madrid and very happy to to be part of of this club. Yeah, I'll say it like that. Part of this club. All right, right, right. that's enough. Okay, I'm I'm here to, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to let you praise your club like that. Let's make it fair then. Okay. So we're talking about not only, your on. first five, not only your first five, but your first six, because you also won one in 1966. Um, so your first six Champions Leagues, um, which were won in that format. Now, going by your logic, okay, first of all, that's only, it's not even Champions League. If we're counting these as Champions League, then you have to count Liverpool's League Cups as right. Premier League. And, but they're not. And they're counted. No, they're counted as English. It's a different, it's a different, exactly. So it's not a Champions League, it's a, it's a different trophy. There you go. Okay, no, but listen. So then you change. Then you can say European. Okay, cups. go on. Look. Secondly, listen, hey, listen. Hey, no, 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 no. Hold on. I did an intro. Oh, I did let an me intro. let me debunk that for a second. Let me let me let me let me talk. And, okay, and then okay, you okay. Can, and then you can. It's right. fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, but so not only that, but it would be unfair because let's say these past years that you guys have won us in 2018, 2017, 2016, and 2014. Wait, when did you guys mm-hmm. win the league? You guys won the league in 20. No, you guys won the league in 2012. Oh, yeah, 2019-2020 season. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so you, you guys did not win in 2014, 2016, 2017, and 2018. So, if we're going by that logic, oh, the greatest, like, for the first one, that, oh, the greatest team, the winners of the league, which is the best of the best, are the only ones that compete. Technically, you guys wouldn't have been in that, in that Champions League. The Champions League is a completely different competition. It's a completely different format where it's not necessarily that 
the winner of their league are the only ones eligible to win that because it wouldn't be fair because that's how the Champions League is. Um, we've seen this a lot of these past winners of the Champions League have not even won their leagues in, in their respective year. So it's kind of I, I wouldn't I, I don't want to I don't know, I don't want to sound mean like a little bit of a dumb argument because it that's not how it is. Like, it doesn't determine the greatest player the greatest team of your league because there's been winners that haven't even won the league. It's just a completely different type of competition. It, it's not a it's not a competition that's dealt through like a span of thirty games. It's a competition. It's a very short one, as in like a short amount of game, a small amount of games, and it's just who who's played better throughout these legs. So I think it's kind of it's kind of stupid to compare it to oh the greatest team in that year because Madrid have won these four times, but they haven't been able to win the league throughout in that same year. Right. So I think that's a little bit of a dumb argument. Also, right. we could go. We could go into the robberies, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna right. Everybody, every everybody can go. Every single team that's won the yeah. Champions League can go into robberies. So, uh, yeah. obviously, there's not much to say there. But again, say for example, say for example, you say, oh yeah, if you haven't won the league, you can't win. Uh, you can't win the Champions League. Okay, so that means the 2015 Barca Champions League does not count. The triplete doesn't no. count. But we we won both. Wait, what do you mean? Say, no, say again. So, so you're saying that if you win, if you win the league, because this is how it would work: you win the league, and then the next year you play the Champions League, like mm-hmm. it used to be back then. In twenty, in the 2013-2014 season, Atletico Madrid won won the won the title, mm-hmm. and then you guys the next year won the Champions League. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I was so, just saying that it's it's a bad argument. That's what I'm saying. That right, it, right, right. That's what I was saying. Like it, that's that's why that's exactly why it's unfair because it doesn't really determine that. Right, and then um, I was gonna say that for the when you said that it, it's the same thing with the with the with the English with the English champions titles uh-huh. with yeah. United and Liverpool. They ruled, they ruled that those Europe the the European trophy. As I'm pretty sure it used to be called back then, the European, mm-hmm. the European League, it was gonna count as a Champions League title. So there, and like like they talked about in the Superliga that if the clubs that joined the Superliga they would keep their their the number of trophies, so Barca would still have uh how many of you guys have five right? Yeah, yeah. So you guys would go on to five, and if you win the Superliga, you'd go up to six. So it just <clears throat> sorry, it just merges because. I'm pretty sure what they wanted to do is to, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. They wanted to make these European competitions the best of the best. So then, I, like, if back then the European, the best trophy you could win was, I guess, the European title, you win that. And then they changed the format into the Champions League. And that is still the best trophy that you can get in, in, a, in a club in the club level, so then you keep it because that is the best trophy that that you can win. You you you, you get what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah, I, I get you. But you, you're trying time, to keep your prestige. Yeah, I get you, but at the same time, it's really unfair for the teams that weren't able to compete because of these other set rules. <clears throat> not only that, but it's a completely different competition. It's not it's it's not the Champions League. It's a, it's a, the the European League or whatever the European Cup. Same with super with the Super League. Um, I'm not in favor of it of calling it a Champions League because it's not a Champions League. It's a completely different cup, completely different rules, and completely different ways of getting into it. You know, it, it's pretty unfair for these other teams that are not allowed into it because 
they didn't win the league or because they're not allowed into this prestige club. You get me? Right. Um, and, I, and think, almost... I think, I think, I think, I don't think it should be discredited. I think it should just shouldn't be considered a Champions League because realistically, it's not a Champions League. It was a one under the same rules as a Champions League or anywhere near that format because it's it's more similar to a FIFA Club World Cup, but like a European Club World Cup. You get me? Yeah, and it's, it's more it's similar also to... something that the that's sparked up a lot of debate in Spain. For example, the new Supercopa um, format that before used to be the winner of the league and the winner of the Copa del Rey play against each other. But now, it is the winner of the league, the winner of the Copa del Rey, then the finalist of the Copa del Rey, and the finalist or the second place in La Liga. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been saying that Madrid should have never been in the past, what's it called, in, in the Supercopa that they won, which they shouldn't. I mean, they followed the rules, they went to it, and they won it. Obviously, should have should they have been there? Did they earn their spot there? No, 100%. They did not. Because yeah. they didn't win anything, but they came second, and therefore, they they, they, they decided to... To, to to let them go. So a lot of people have been saying, oh yeah, they 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 don't deserve it. But then Barca shouldn't should not should not have ever been in in what's it called? In the past one where they lost against Athletic Bilbao. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they should have never changed the format. It should have always been the winner of the league and the winner of the Copa del Rey. So it would have kept a little bit more of its prestige in winning it. But uh yeah, uh, there's no, nothing yeah, I- else to do. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I I I don't think the losing team, and this goes for my team too. That was in the Supercopa this yeah. past year. I don't think a team that didn't win anything should be rewarded with a direct final. You get me? Yeah. I think it should be the winners of the league and the winner of the Copa, uh, Copa del Rey, as mm-hmm. it is with every other um the top league in Europe. Um, I don't really agree with the with this tournament format, but it it is what it is, and the clubs can't really do anything about it, but just play. Yeah, as as well as as it. Being in in la, la, last time I think it was in in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, exactly. where they held it. That that is just. I mean, they just want the money. Yeah, a they're lot just of times. Yeah, they're just giving more games to their players, getting them more tired just to be able to sell them. To Th- this year, obviously, they had to do it in Spain. I'm pretty sure it was in uh, Sevilla because mm-hmm. all the COVID uh, restrictions and all of that. But I mean, uh, it, when they have the chance to go abroad again, they'll go abroad again. Yeah. Well, um, you want to move on straight to the Euros? I think we got a little good debate there. Uh, yeah, yeah, let, right. let's do it. So, second topic and of the day, we're gonna be talking about uh, match day two of the Euros. So George can open us up with the Finland and Russia game. Awesome. Okay, so um, obviously between Russia and Finland, which are arguably the the weaker sides in this group. Obviously, the the table does not, you know, say so. But um, this game, it was just filled with, I don't know, a lot of side-to-side passing, a lot of, like, I don't know. The build-up play for both sides most of the time was a little, um, you know, slow, sluggish at times. Um, Finland, most of the time, I, I don't think they, they wanted even to, to keep the ball. I think they would just send it up, uh, look for Puki. Um, although the finish before, you know, halftime, which was, uh, right before halftime when Russia scored, uh, they had a, they had a pretty good game. Um, obviously 
Glenn Kamara, in my opinion, the best player in that team. He plays for Rangers. Uh, Buki has been, you know, it, it's he's let me down a little bit this tournament. He, he's only played two games, but for two games, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think he's he's really proven um, a lot. Again, he brought Norwich up to the prime again. But, yeah, there's not much to say there. Russia did their job, defended very well, attacked, again, a little iffy at times when they attacked. Obviously, um, Mario Fernandez, unfortunate injury, looked like it was sort of serious. And Miranchuk with an amazing goal, actually. It was really, really, really beautiful goal. Um, and... I feel like this is a pretty fair result uh, for the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next game, we got Turkey and Wales. So, Turkey, biggest disappointment of the tournament, man. Seven goals um, conceded and, what's it called? Well, as of right now, seven goals conceded and one scored. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I filming, at filming time, at the time we're filming right now, um, all three, Turkey has played all, all three of his games and lost. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. Turkey. Uh, big disappointment. Um, yeah. it just turns out that hype doesn't always result in in results. Yeah. Uh, they clearly had possession this game. Uh, this was a good game. Wales came out and played class. Gareth, class. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Ramsey, class. Um, you know, Wales played a good game, and then at the end of the game, we saw we saw Bill. Um leading on his team, really being motivated. It just shows you what, what Bills can do when he's uh motivated, when he's like when he really wants to play when when it's shown that they want him there, you get me? Yeah. He it shows that he has a passion for the sport. It's just that man or having to really play his best football under them. Mm-hmm. Uh hopefully with Ancelotti uh now back at Madrid, hopefully he gets some more minutes. Hopefully he he gets back to a good level. Hopefully at least uh a decent level where Yeah. He truly was a class player in this day and someone that I truly miss watching play, even yeah. against my own team. 100%. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you covered most of it. Um, Turkey obviously had more possession in this game, but it doesn't show, you know, a lot because most of those passes were, I guess, side to side, um, vertical passes that, so, sorry, horizontal passes between their, their midfield, their defenders didn't really get up there. Um, Turkey had a few chances actually to to maybe even equalize early. I think I, I remember Yilmaz had had I think two in the box where he could have uh, you know led his team. But again, Yilmaz very very disappointed with him. Uh, Gareth Bale amazing game like you said. And in my opinion, the best player apart from Gareth Bale or Aaron Ramsey, the best player in this Welsh team. I wouldn't even say Daniel James, but I want to say um, Danny Ward. He's he is he's the substitute goalkeeper for Leicester City and he's played absolutely amazing in well at that point the two games and yeah very very good very good game. Let's go. All right, so moving on next game we got Ukraine and North Macedonia. Oh, you missed Italy Switzerland, lad. Oh wait, oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, my bad. All right, Italy Switzerland. Well, Locatelli masterclass. Uh. I yeah. saw this guy on TikTok talk about him, do a scouting report on him before the Euros. Look at him. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he's good. Um, this Italy team, bro, they're mm-hmm. looking good. 
Yeah, they can they're do some damage. Look, they're looking good by far, easily. I don't think there's even a debate about this. I think everyone can agree on this. They are by far the best team in the tournament so far. So far, hundred percent. Um, most consistent. Yeah, for sure. We we also got to see though. We got we got to wait and see because, um, we got to wait and see because there's still the 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 knockout stages where um yeah. we got to see if they can, can trend, yeah we got to see if they can transition there uh and against a tougher opponents you know they've had pretty we they've had weaker opponents but you know they still they showed up in the games that they've 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 played they've won um I think they have they've played over even leading up to this tournament they've had over I think it was over one thousand five hundred minutes of football without conceding a single goal. Jesus. Uh yeah. Uh, Italy is he's doing good. Um yeah. yeah, they they're really good. I can't there's not really much to say. Switzerland, not a bad team. Um they 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 I don't think they played a bad game, it's just they just got outclassed by Italy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, very true. Um yeah, you covered most of it. Uh before anything I uh, I wanted to say that um Insigne obviously didn't play his best game. Immobile also didn't play his best game. We talked about this that even although he scored the goal, uh, Immobile did not play an amazing yeah. game. Um, and I feel like if Italy want to play against these top teams and definitely beat them, I feel like I, I mean, if it's working so far, I, I, maybe they shouldn't change it, but definitely. Make I I guess subs a little earlier, like around the the sixty sixty second sixtieth minute, because again, if Insigne, say for example Insigne or Berardi aren't playing their best game, you have players on the bench that can make the difference, like Chiesa, yeah, um, yeah, eh, eh, Belotti, they could all they could all make a difference. So maybe against a top team, doing late changes can 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 really affect you, but. So far, it's working and nothing, not much to say there. And I want this, bro. I've been saying this. I need Kiesa to play. I need oh. Kiesa. Should I mention it? Should we mention it or should we leave that for the next episode? Leave it to the next episode. Leave it to the next episode. But I've been saying this and I turned out being right. So I'm saying. Also, can, can we talk about uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma? He, I yeah. called Donnarumma being the most underrated player in this tournament. Yeah, I called him and, the golden love, but yeah, that was you. Look, look at look at this man. At the time that we're that we're uh, that we're what's it called that we're recording this, zero goals, three in three games in three victories. Yeah, I, I, if I speak, I would be in big trouble. Speak <laughs> in trouble. All right, next up we got Ukraine and North Macedonia. Yeah, um, Ukraine, Macedonia. This group has actually been very, very enjoyable to look at. I'll be, I'll be very honest. Um, in my opinion, one of the mo- one of the most, I guess, entertaining groups, because all teams except for maybe the the Netherlands, which has a little edge on on all of them, are really like, I guess, head to head on level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ukraine had a very, very good first half. Second half, they um, they were terrible, terrible. Terrible second half. North Macedonia had a few chances to to equalize. Um, Yormelenko obviously played an amazing game, goal and assist. Um, 
Sinchenko, which has been playing in the midfield, which sometimes, sometimes, sometimes he does for Pep. Not not most of the time he plays left back, but well, most of the time he plays left back. Sorry. Now he's playing midfield. Uh, you're. I'm expecting a little bit more from Sinchenko. Maybe it's because it's not his natural position, but um, I guess not much to say there. Um, uh, Yaremchuk, the the striker for 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 what's it called for Ukraine. Uh, Shevchenko has. Shevchenko, the the manager, has come out and said that uh, Yaremchuk reminds him a little bit of him, which is definitely not a bad praise. And um, yeah, for this North Macedonian team, I feel like coming out, like coming into the game with five at the back, I feel like that affected them a little bit because um, going forward, they were pretty slow on the transition. Uh, and yeah, this game could have easily ended three one to to Ukraine, or it could have ended two uh, two for you know for both teams to split a point. But yeah, um, pretty good game. I I enjoyed watching this game, and hopefully Ukraine can go you know far in the tournament because maybe they could be a dark horse that nobody saw. It. Yeah, you know what's so crazy about like these crazy? Um, about tell these me, big me, players in, in 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 smaller countries. Um, a lot of times, like especially defenders, like we see this with uh one Alaba, not this tournament, but other times with Austria, uh, eh, Zinchenko with uh Ukraine now with Ukraine, where th- where these defensive players uh are moved into the midfield. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, it, it, we actually see this a lot. And it's it's actually kind of sur- like not surprising because, but it just um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. It's just something we see a lot. Uh, something. That I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just to utilize their best player in a more attacking role to help them going going up. Yeah, yeah. In in this tournament, oh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, oh, Alaba definitely definitely needs to be playing in a higher position. So yeah, m- my bad. You can yeah, you can next continue up, the verdict. Next up, we got um Denmark and Belgium. So our dark horses, um. Yeah. Have not played a bad tournament. Let's be honest; they have not played a bad tournament. They have not. They haven't. They have. They've just been unlucky. That's 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 really it. They yeah. they really haven't played a bad tournament. Denmark has played a good tourney. Um, they got obviously unlucky in the first game with uh the, the Ericsson injury and obviously Fredericki masterclass. Mm-hmm. They deserve to win that game. This game they came out early. They they came out with the lead early on with the one 0 at the second or third minute. Second mm-hmm. minute by Yusuf Poulsen, you know. They didn't play a bad game, but man, oh man, Belgium. And uh, yeah, I don't think back. there was no doubts that Belgium should have won this game. Yeah, and, and De Bruyne came back and he's looking good. Man, he was in my fantasy and I took him out because it said he was injured. He's looking good. He, he it, it just like after seeing that game and after seeing some breakdowns of people, um, people making breakdowns on De Bruyne's game, it just shows mm-hmm. how how classical player he is and how advanced he is. Uh, yeah. the plays he makes, the passes he makes. He, that uh, there's this one play where he there's a a ball came back to him right outside the box, and he could have easily smashed the top left binge or to the left side net, but instead he takes a touch, takes a touch, clears the clears away literally no defender on him, and he he gives an uh, an easy pass to, um, I think it was the goal. Thorgan. Yeah. Thorgan Hazard. Yeah. Um, what a play! What a player! Just amazing. And um, Lukaku, I I I feel like. Probably apart from apart from De Bruyne, probably the best player in that in that in that field. Yeah, because no, man, he is he's strong. Been, he's been good. 
Hey, when yeah. when I made when I made the most um, underwhelming player when I made that prediction and I picked Lukaku, I went bold. I went bold. I and, he went bold. And and I back in the backfire. Whatever, I don't care. Really? He's having he's having a pretty good tournament. I'm proud for for uh for Bolingoli. Looks like you can't stop the shine. Um, and I also said most underperforming team. I put Belgium. Oh my yeah. god. Belgium are good. Yo, is it possible for Belgium? Is it possible for Belgium and Italy to match up in the final? Um, no, is it? No, no, because no, because I think they'd have to play in the. Actually, I don't I, know. Depends. I, let let me check very 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 quickly because I'm not. I mean, Italy are Group A and they're Group B. So and if they fo- and if they both finish in first place, I think they they're put on opposite sides of the. Bracket. No, no, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because then Italy would play the second in C, and then right next to them would be the first in B, and the third in. Oh, and then the third to be decided. So, like, who is the who is the third? I think the third best or the the like uh, something like that. Place. But yeah, so Belgium would be all the way. Um. So what group are they? Their group, their group B. B. Yeah, their group yeah. B. So that it'd be one B. So where's one B? Um, one B. Oh no, no, they can. Yeah, that would be yo. That's my prediction for the final right now. Late prediction. No, 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 no. They they play Late, against bro. each other in the, in the in the in the quarters. Bro, that would be a shame. I want it. If that would that would be a good final. These are the, easily the two best teams of the tournament. Easily. You that know. Be... You know who can play Italy? Uh, Belgium, who? Netherlands. Uh, not not Belgium. Sorry, Netherlands. Ooh. Portugal. France and England. Man, Portugal have been a letdown. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say anything yet, but yeah, man, disappointing man. All right, right, next game, we got Netherlands and Austria. Man, oh man, Netherlands have proved both of us wrong. Both of us. They've been they they. I'm not I'm not saying they're Italy level, but they've been they've had a good tournament, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, they've shown up when they when they they needed to. Mm -hmm. Ukraine in the game against Ukraine, they tied it up. And they showed up, you know, they, they came out, they they were really aggressive up top, and it ended up resulting in the goal by Dumfries. And Dumfries, bro, Dumfries is a player, man. He is a class. He's, he's good. He's, he's also return. a steal in fantasy. He's yeah. he's worth 4.5 mil in fantasy. Are you... He's, are you damn. he's really good at getting forward. He's really good. And I feel like the main, the main, uh, the main success for the Netherlands, simple. The three at the back. Yeah. 100%. Well, we saw- the light back, bro. Oh my, dude, Netherlands so looks so good. They With the pie. So... Oh my, bro. The pie... and the pie had a bad game. And uh, still... in, in my opinion, the the weakest spot in this team is probably Banana Hole. Yeah, what? Playing. I feel oh, like the banana. weakest. I thought, said, I thought you said Banana Hole. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, the the like the weakest part of of this team is probably uh Banana Hole. Or you could even say the goalie. Oh, yes. Stecklenburg. If only Silly, if only they had Sillison. He's he's played all right. Citizen's injured, right? Prime. I know. That's what I said. If only they had him. Right, right, right. Um. So yeah. Um. So I got. We got to see a little bit of Gravenberch this game. Um. He look. He look. He look. He didn't do much. Let's be honest. But um. I I like. I like. I want to see him. I want to see more of him. I really like that. Netherlands have a good team, man. Dumfries. He's really good at getting forward. He's yeah. surprising good. Um, and getting back I, as well defensively. He's also, yeah. He's very good. I I think I think we could see 
after this tournament, we could see a move um, for Dumfries to 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 a bigger club. I heard. I heard there was there was gonna be something that if Hakimi goes to, for example, um, either right now it's between Chelsea or PSG. If Hakimi Ashraf Hakimi goes to PSG or um, in uh, no sorry PSG or Chelsea. That Dumfries would go to Inter to replace him, which I would would not be terrible, but I think he would have tried to strive yeah. a little bit more with Conte. But now that he's gone, I, we don't know. We'll see. You know what this come what Dumfries comment is kind of reminding me of, uh, Pavard in the twenty eighteen World Cup. Oh yeah, which Pavard has been doing. I mean, not for club because I I don't think he's been playing very yeah, very been. well for club, mm-hmm. but for France he's. Every time he plays for France, he's he he does very very solid. But yeah. I mean, we'll get to that, dude. And the pies ball in the second goal, mm. bro, that, that little that little ball in the air. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Malin decided to obviously go for the pass. Oh, Man, but yeah, the pie should have gotten the assist. Yeah, I know, dude. Donnie Malin should be more confident in front of the goal. He is a class player, but he's do you good. Think, do you think Malin should start in uh over Weghorst? Over Weghorst? yeah. Um. I think, think Weghorst has played pretty good. Netherlands, yeah, he's played, he hasn't played bad. He he backed the goal last game. Um, I think okay, so I think Netherlands are already classified. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're classified. Yeah, they so they're already classified. So give me a second over here. Um, so they're classified. So the next game is against North Macedonia. So I want to see. I want to see the board experiment a little bit. So I want to see. I want to see. Uh, Ake in the starting lineup. I want to see. I want to see what's the guy's name. Uh, I want to see Brandon Bridge in the starting lineup. Yeah. Timber. I want to see Timber in the starting lineup. Yup. Timber. And Donnie I have I have I have Timber in in my Schalke career mode, and he is a beast. Yup. Let me tell you. Yeah. And 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 obviously Donny Malin. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see I want to see those guys in the starting eleven. That would be class. It's against North Macedonia, so those there's still some class players that can provide results. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, and also a shout. Dumfries has been Dumfries won this game for 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 Netherlands. Yeah. Defensively and attacking wise. Yep, both goals, both goals came from him. And okay, I, I I want to quickly talk about Austria. How this game they let me down, man. Yeah. I I wanted them to do a little bit better. Obviously, it's the Netherlands. They're playing against really good team, but um, I feel like they conceded really silly silly goals, especially with the Alaba penalty. There's I don't know why he went. Yeah. That you know went for the challenge that way. And I don't know why their line was so high in that second goal, but I mean, again, yeah, I I feel like Austria could be a really uh what's it called, really interesting team going into into the later stages of the of the tournament. Um, next up we got Sweden and Slovakia. Yeah, so. Uh, this is sort of again, sort of a um, Russia Finland situation. Although Sweden, wow, Sweden's a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaac has been getting a lot of spotlight. Obviously, I mean he he deserves it. I mean he's an amazing player. But players like um, Lindelof, uh, Danielson, Olsen, like the whole defense has been solid throughout the whole tournament. Uh, even the midfield with Ekdan and Olsen. Olsen didn't really play his best game. Um, but Ekdal, oh, he had a pretty decent game. Berg, get that man out of here. I don't want to see his face anymore. Um, but yeah, Sweden against a, a pretty decent uh, uh, Slovakian team. Obviously not greatest, 
but I mean they did the job. They got the job done. They got the three points, and as we speak, they are top of the group. Which uh, I I don't want to say a lot of people saw it coming. No, but, I don't think anyone saw it coming to be honest. Yeah, because I mean most people would have expected Spain to be up there. Yeah, we're but, even in third. No, you guys. Yeah, Spain. Spain's I mean, we are. My bad. We're not, we're not even in second. We're not even in second. My bad. I meant we're not even in second. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit disappointing. Well, no, very disappointing. Yeah. So, um, I don't want to say a boring game because at the end of the day, no game that like that has both sides going at it is a boring game because both sides like did pretty good, but. I don't know. Expected a little bit more from Slovakia, even after um their their first win against Poland. Um, I, I wish Duda, the the striker for for Slovakia, could do I don't know a little bit more more forward runs. But I mean, Slovakia most of the time were just bombing up the field with with the passes. But not much to say there. Uh then we go to Croatia versus the Czech Republic, which. Uh, considering the scoreline was one of the better games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Patrick Schick played very, very well. Got himself a goal, uh, e- even if it was from a penalty. Um, Lovren, I don't know what he was doing going up there for that tackle with his elbow out. Uh, what I heard the commentator say was that the reason it was a penalty was because he hit the guy, uh, Sheik, with his elbow before he got to the ball. So if he would have gotten the ball first and then, um, I guess, quote-unquote, accidentally hit him with the elbow, it wouldn't have, I guess, been a penalty or, you know, anything in that circumstance. But then what they said was, if this thing happens in the midfield, like, if this offense happens in the midfield, it would have been a foul. So I guess sort of the reasoning why they called it a penalty Patrick Sheik, beautiful penalty. And uh, Croatia was able to pull one back. Um, very quick thinking by Kramaric. Uh, Persic, obviously, um, very good at doing those inside runs. Scored a, a very, very nice goal. And this Croatia team right now is... Well, yeah, is is between the... Yeah, this team, this group, again, is very, very, um, I guess, tied. Because... Right now, if it would have been Croatia versus, I guess, England or Scotland versus the Czech Republic, which was the first, um, the first match day, and it would have been the same situation, which is four, four, one, one with the points. They could all have four points. They could all have four points in the last match day, and it would just be up to to goal differential, which would have been very, very interesting to see. But right now, it would be Croatia versus Scotland fighting for either second or third place. Which is going to be a really good game, in my opinion, and looking forward to to, to that. Yeah, uh, Croatia looking better, look better than what I than what I expected. I kind of slandered them in the episode uh, yeah. before the Euros. Which they could still end up last in the group. Yeah, they they look they 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 they're fairly better than uh than what I predicted them to be. But um, yeah, no, they're still fighting for a spot. So you know, they, they still have hopes. And so mm-hmm. next up, we got. England and Scotland. All right, so Southgate, you twat. This guy, <laughs> man. All right, so I said this last, and I, George agreed with me, and I yeah. think he, he he added to it for sure. Um, yeah. Southgate got lucky with the Sterling, with the Sterling yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, we all know that 
it was not because he he's a ma- he's a manager uh, master or anything like that. He's not. Uh, he got lucky with Australian goal, and I was hoping I'm like, yo, Southgate, can you realize that Sterling didn't have a good game? You know, Foden didn't have a good game either. Um, can you notice that like these guys are obviously not going to perform at the same? They're not going to get lucky again the second time. So can you maybe like make some changes? Put in my boys Grealish and Sancho, who I won't shut up about, and play them. Mm-hmm. But no, he came out with the same front three, same as our front three. Nothing changed. Um, same midfield as well, but uh, made two changes at the back, right? Yeah, two. Yeah, he changed. Yeah, he changed. Three Kyle Walker. Well, Kyle Walker for Reece James. Yeah. Yeah. And actually put a left back this time. Uh, a left back surprised me. Which is, um, in my opinion, the the best player for England that day. Yeah, all of them have. Been, yeah, arguably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they were all pretty bad to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shaw was decent. Um. So yeah, I, I'm gonna say this again, and hopefully Southgate isn't. Hopefully Southgate does this for next game. He needs to have a creative player in there. He needs to have someone to create game. Foden is not a bad player, but one thing you're limiting him out wide, and secondly. Yeah, he's just—he's too young. Like he's a class. He can—he can reach a very high level, but he's not there yet. He's too young. He's—you can't really expect a player so young to perform at such a high level at such a big competition when needed, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare that we see this in young players. So you can't really expect too much of him. Like you can't really blame him. Why don't you give a chance to some player who has more proved? You know, Foden only really broke out to the Man City team. This year, before that, he had been a bench player for them. You know, uh, Sancho, on the other hand, has been playing top-flight uh, football with Dortmund for some years now. I think now three, four years. You know, he's been playing at a high level consistently. You know, three years, they, three a weekend, years, three, years. three years. Week in, week out, you know. He's someone that is used to these bigger moments, you know. So, I want to see Sancho in there. Secondly, Sterling cannot be playing. I said this. The Euros is a very short tournament. It's... You need to go with players who are in form rather than players who have a history for your country or whatever it may be. You know, Grealish did is coming back from an injury, yes, but in the friendlies prior to the tournament, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to be given a chance. He needs to come in for Sterling, and I guarantee you, I can guarantee you, once you bring in Grealish, Kane's performance will become one of the best. Kane will become one of the best strikers of the tournament. Kane mm-hmm. needs someone to provide him with these opportunities. Kane cannot do it by himself up top. He needs someone to provide him with these opportunities and really create for him up top, for him to finalize. He's not a playmaker. He's a finisher. Mm-hmm. Yes, in Spurs this year, we, we saw him uh, get back. I think he was a top assister in the Premier League. But we we you need a creator for Kane. You need someone to provide him with those opportunities. He is a number nine. He's not a tenner or a midfielder, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, for me, I do not want Harry Kane to do good because I put him <laughs> as my underperforming player. And nah. so far, it has been, play- it has been uh, playing a part. But yeah, England versus Scotland, the most disappointing game so far, in my opinion, uh, between these match days. Because I think this is, the fir- yeah, this is the first nil-nil draw uh, between England and uh, Scotland in England soil. So... Um, like, you're expecting at least one goal. Like, look, th- this is almost the same thing that happened with the Croatia. Whole back line did their job, did well. And then you go you go, you go forward and 
dude, it's lacking so much. Like you said, I think Paul covered most of it. Uh, Southgate only did two changes in this whole in in, in this whole um, in this whole game. He took out yeah. Foden for Grealish, which, I mean, in my opinion, you would have kept Foden and then you replace him for Sterling because Sterling is terrible, and then Rashford for Harry Kane, which you take out Foden for Rashford at the seventy fourth minute. Like you say, you, he, uh, Paul, you, you basically covered everything. Not much to say there. Maybe out of put um, instead of Sterling and uh, instead of Sterling and Foden, you put like you said Grealish and Sancho, or maybe in Rashford because Rashford mm-hmm. has the power, uh, has the speed. Yeah. Uh, he can even play as a second striker if he if he wants to. But yeah, um, very disappointing from Southgate. Uh, Scotland actually, I'm guessing, I, I want to say a better game than England. Um, McTominay playing uh, right center back alongside mm-hmm. Hanley, which uh, he plays for Norwich, recently got, got promoted, and Tierney, which McTominay and Tierney both don't play their natural position as center backs, and they did amazing. Tierney, the best player in Scotland for sure. Uh, Robertson, a little disappointing going forward, but I think most of the time he wanted, you know, to, to secure the back. Can't, can't really, uh, can't really say anything. And Billy Gilmore, Paul had told me after last episode, after we ended, he was like, oh, bro, I should have said something about Billy Gilmore. And uh, the idiot should have had. Now <laughs> he had an amazing performance. And the world will never believe us that we saw it coming. <laughs> I, I just, I should have said something. I should have said I want to see where Billy Gilmore. But I'm like, no. I, I, I thought some people were going to be like, no, McTominay, McGregor, McGinn in the midfield. I bet it didn't. And Billy Gilmore, he's too young. McDonald's going to be listening to this right now. Oh. Oh. Um, all right. <laughs> also, I want to say one thing about the England midfield. Declan is really good defensively. Yeah. But if you want a game that you need to control possession, you need to you want to maintain that high intensity of talk. You need to drop Calvin at the at the holding DM and have Bellingham in there. Mm-hmm. You need, bro. I honestly don't know what goes through Southgate's head. And then the fact that they have, I'm not sure. Well, is it, is it? The, do they have all five subs? No. Um, or, or is it four? No, I'm pretty sure it's five subs. But I mean, five, exactly. They have five substitutions, and in a tie game, Southgate decides to make two subs. Two, subs. two substitutions. Come late. On, I, I, not late subs, but like. And it's not like they were dominating the game either. So like, if if, if, they were, if they're dominating the game, you know, getting there constantly, 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 and and then like they just happen to tie, I would understand. But that's mm-hmm. that was my case. Not only that, Reese James goal line clearance. You say you think it was going out? I, I, I don't. It looked like it was going out. I, I don't I, think so. I, I think it was going straight in. Regardless, I guess we'll close. never know. Regardless, it was close, and it was worrying. If that if Reese James wasn't there, uh, to say that England would have lost one year to Scotland. Yeah, because um, Garland would have gone all back. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's all, just all, I, I don't know why Stones didn't score that. I mean, it was a free header. Obviously, like, there are a lot of things going through your head. Maybe you're trying to put it as far as the, uh, from the keeper as you can. But, like, anywhere else but the post and the keeper, and it would have been a goal. Like, you even header... If you header it downwards, it's a goal. If you header it upwards, it's a goal. Well, not upwards to, you know, to D-stand in, in Wembley. But, you know... In the goal, just put it in the goal. Like you're getting paid, I don't know how much, with, with City, and you can't do that. Like not like I was yeah. expecting a little bit more from Stones, but Stones had a pretty good game in my opinion, defensive wise. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Hungary and France. 
Man, oh, man. God. It was, um, <sighs> this game. Man. Uh, bro, let me start. All right, this France team is looking iffy. Yeah. The three of them up top. I'm not even just going to blame Benzema because it's not just him. Let's be honest. It's all three of them. Mm-hmm. Griezmann, Benzema, and Mbappe. They're not looking too good. They're, They're not looking too sharp. This this team is two times more stacked than the 2018 World Cup team, yet they're playing at a way lower level than that team. Uh, I don't know what's happening. I heard someone say that it, this was going to be their downfall, that too much stardom, too many, too much star power, mm-hmm. which is why that 2018 was a perfect mix. That 2018 team was sure. a perfect mix. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, they need to fix this up. If they want to compete, uh, they need to they need to arrange things. Also, and maybe the fact that that Mbappe and Giroud argument earlier in the in the friendlies, I think it was maybe that doesn't help the the case. I don't know. It's not. Um, I think there's some division in the France team which there wasn't before, and I think that little Giroud and Benzema rivalry still exist in the locker room, and I don't think it's going good for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. With this France squad. There, it's it's sort of again like you say a little disappointing, because like you say, yeah, Paul covered you. You basically covered everything. There's not much to add here, um. But what what I will say is that, um, in the 2018 World World Cup in their group they had Australia, Peru, and Denmark, and in neither in 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 all of those three in all those three uh, games, France did not play good. Like they didn't. Yeah. France France beat Australia two one with um I'm I'm pretty sure it was a, a a goal by Pogba saved by VAR or like it was an own goal I think coming at the end. Then they played Peru and then France won by one goal by Mbappe. They should have killed Peru. Um no offense to any Peruvians out there. And then they tied against Denmark zero zero. So like I'm not saying that this is the same thing that's gonna happen in this group because they have uh, Germany and they have um, Portugal. Portugal in their group, and even Hungary, which you didn't stop them. But this sort of goes to show that, in my opinion, France didn't even play their best. What's it called? Their best football until the later rounds. I mean, against France, uh, against Argentina. Sorry, probably played the, played the best game of the whole tournament. Uh, and then I I don't know. Like France has never. Um, in my opinion, shown in the early stages, amazing games. But I mean, we'll just have to see when when it gets to to, to the later stages. And Hungary, Hungary played an amazing game. I mean, yeah. not much to say there. Yeah, I know. Um, it's it, we've kind of seen this throughout the tournament. Like these bigger teams are kind of underperforming. And a lot of the uh, smaller teams that no one really expected are kind of showing up against. Uh, these bigger teams. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like the first taste of that was probably Ukraine versus Netherlands. They lost, yeah. but uh, Ukraine played a, played a very good game. Uh, yeah. Also, I think the the thing with France and Hungary between that game was since Hungary played so back, I'm not saying that they're rats for doing it because, I mean, if you're playing against the world champion, I'm not I'm not sure you want to go chase the game the, yeah. whole, the whole time. But, I mean... If you're playing against, it, at times it was even like six people at the back. 
it's sort of hard for France to break that down. Obviously, you're expecting them, but it's not like Hungary played a high line or they played um, with three at the back and the wing backs played a lot more forwards. They were playing really, really back. And uh, obviously, you're expecting a France team, a France squad with such power, with such experience. With all of that, you're expecting it to break it down easily. But, I mean, I guess it, it didn't happen. I guess it didn't yeah. happen. All right, next up, we got Portugal and Germany. Uh, ended up in a 2-4. Germany won. Mm-hmm. Portugal looking worried. Portugal yeah. are another team. Um, people were, a lot of people at Portugal are winners. And Ooh. they're not. They're not looking good. We had them at, as our finalists, I think. So, Didn't we? we might, yep, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So with this Portugal team, I feel like it is very, very unbalanced. Unbalanced in the way that attacking wise, they are pretty good. They are pretty good going up. Uh, forward. Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes have been very, very heavily criticized because of their performances. But in my opinion, they have not played a terrible, terrible tournament. They could be playing better, yes, 100%, but they have not been playing a terrible, terrible tournament. Jota has been playing a pretty good tournament. He could have gotten a little, uh, another assist in against Hungary. Uh, didn't want to pass to Ronaldo. Can't blame him. He is a striker. Um, you know, he's a striker. He has played striker a, a lot of times. And Ronaldo, again, proving to show that age is just a number and why you should drink water. <laughs> uh, Ruben Diaz and Guerrero, those own goals, I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't really want to blame them completely for it because at the end of the day, I, they accidentally pushed it in. Uh, it's not like they did a terrible, terrible mistake. But at the back, it was just completely, completely disorganized. Germany, with their... Uh, it was it was sometimes like a, a three four three type of situation, uh, completely outclassed uh, Fernando Santos, Fernando Santos, and then um, Gosens, amazing amazing player, got a goal ruled offside, but uh, another uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, regardless, he got a goal and an assist. Kimmich also played very very good out wide. Has been playing very good out wide. Havertz got a goal. In my opinion, he should be playing a little bit better, but regardless, still played a very, very good game completely uh, in general. Where it went wrong for, for Portugal, Nelson Semedo, most of the goals came by his side, except for, I think, one, which was the Rafael Guerreiro on goal. In my opinion, I don't know why, uh, why Fernando Santos didn't change immediately during halftime. He had to wait a little bit a uh, little bit to bring in Renato Sanchez, which he should have brought on exactly at halftime. Exactly when he brought on, uh, sorry, what's it called? No, I'm sorry. He should have taken out Carvalho mm-hmm. for Renato Sanchez, yep. but he took out Bernardo Silva for Renato Sanchez. So you right now you have three midfielders, and then you have Bruno Fernandes at number at the number ten area, and then you have Jota and Ronaldo, which I think is what they went for, but completely disorganized throughout the whole game. And Germany did their job. Rudiger uh, played good. Almost played good. Everybody in Germany played pretty good, pretty decent. So uh, I think Germany is shutting a lot of people up. They could potentially even go top top of the group. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
I think after last game, especially after the game Carvalho had and Ronaldo Sanchez had, I think it was clear that he that they need to make that change from Carvalho to to Renato Sanchez. They need to have Renato in there in the starting eleven. Um, another point, Bruno Fernandes. This these games have just proved to anyone that still thinks that Bruno KDB debate lives on. It just proves that KDB is far better than Bruno. Bruno is I, I, I rate Bruno, but you know, the games don't lie. He doesn't show up. He when the team needs him most in these big games, you know, he, he really I don't see he disappears, but he just you don't see much of him. You don't see him trying to involve himself in the play, trying to create create plays for Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the blame is also going to from this game going to Ronaldo. I think it's a bit undeserved. Um I wouldn't say he, a lot of people are seeing he had a, an amazing performance. I wouldn't go as far as to say that. He did bag in a, a goal and assist. He he did play a pretty good game. Um, the, the the result was definitely not his fault. A lot of people are blaming all oh, Ronaldo not showing up. Blah blah blah. He did his part, even though the goal was a tap in. You know, he's a striker. You know, their their role is to score goals, not not score forty yard goals on uh, per game. You know, mm-hmm. so I think I think the criticism Chris is getting is a little bit undeserved. Um, defensively, Portugal have not looked good again. Nelson. Semedo, bro, I don't know how how we um how we scammed Wolves for thirty million, forty million for him. That is crazy. But I'm I'm not complaining. Um, maybe I I would like to see some, I would like to see some Joe Felix in there. You know, hasn't yeah. Even seen I, any I don't minutes. think he was even included in the squad. He was not. He was not. He was not. Wow. That was wow. Um. So I'd like to see him. As for Germany. Yeah, this Germany team is shutting people up. Um, I was saying last last game, I said said something about them needing a striker. Um, well, this game, um, they 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 shut me up. But yeah, shut uh, all of us up. Yep, realistically. Yep. But yeah, there's not. We pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah. Be- be- before we go on, uh, I want to say something that we forgot to mention in the France game. Uh, we wanted to uh wish. Uh, Dembele, a speedy recovery because it has been confirmed now that his Euros is over. He, he his, his Euros are, are over. He got injured. He got subbed on. And after 31 minutes, Dembele had to be subbed off because of an injury. Uh, I don't think they have revealed exactly where, but his his, his tournament is done, unfortunately. And uh, sort of... um. Sort of uh, what's it called? A reoccurring theme with Dembele. A lot yeah. of injuries. He he showed he showed exact like in the France game. He had one amazing play. He hit the post, and then a few plays after, he gave two passes away, two simple passes away. And I feel like it's just in, um, in general for Dembele. Yeah. Um. So we'll move on to the next game. We got now Spain versus Poland. So this is, this is our team. The the team we're rooting for. Um. So yeah, this another disappointing game to be honest. The I want to talk about the lineup for a second. Um, go on. A lot of questions. So no, no questions with the back line. We're good there. Midfield, as I said, I would I would have taken out Koke. Koke had a pretty bad game to be honest. Um, should have been out earlier. I think the midfield should be Thiago Rodriguez going on. Um, even this game it should have been that. Up top, my question again lies with Luis Enrique. Why do you keep? Playing Morata, um, I feel bad for the kid. I, I I'm not saying 
one of those amazing like he's a good person. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for all the hate he's getting and all that. But if you're gonna be Spain's number nine, like come on, bro, you need to be making these wide open chances. Um, did Gerard Moreno at the beginning of the game, um, playing on the wing. I don't know why he's playing on the wing. Like he can do it, and we even saw that like he bagged an assist, made a play out of nothing basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's one of those, he's a, he's a nine. You want to see him up top. Ferran, I'd rather have Gerard up top at nine and Ferran on the wing than have yeah. Morata up top and Gerard on the wing. Um, Morata got the goal, but still, he missed some chances, man. Morata, yeah. oh my. Gerard Moreno missed penalty. I don't think he should have taken the penalty. He was limping, walking up to the pen. I think he should have maybe passed it off to someone else. But probably, I, I feel like... I feel like uh, Koke should have taken it. I, I I don't remember. I don't think he was on the field at that at that point. But if if he was, I feel like maybe uh Koke should have taken responsibility for the penalty. He is probably one of the most more composed players on the team. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if um I I feel like Jad Moreno wanted to take it to give him a little bit a little bit more confidence. Maybe he should have given it to Morata again. Uh, I think Gary Lineker said this at, at some point that if you're a striker. You have to take the chances for yourself. Like yeah. you have to be selfish as a striker. And at this point, it showed. First, Jared Moreno misses. It was it wasn't a bad shot because I mean it was a powerful shot down low, and it was just unlucky that it hit the post. And then yeah. Morata, I feel like the ball was coming a little bit too fast at him. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not really gonna blame him for that, but yeah. it's just disappointing all around for um for Spain. Yeah, the, I saw that so the ball was coming and also came like in a weird angle. Like it, it had just bounced right before he hit it. Yeah, exactly. All right, I wanted to also want to say something about about Poland. So, Lewandowski, you're a rat. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate this man with a passion. All right, so I said he's not the same player he uh, for Poland as he is for Bayern. I mean, he's not the same player, yeah, for Poland as he is for Bayern. Um, yeah. He did score this game, but the little rat pushed up Orte. So, um, yeah, he's a rat. All right, but also the the reason this is because you can see it throughout the game, and even the stats show this. Spain had seventy seven percent possession. Poland had twenty three percent possession, and you see this in the game. Lewandowski is the only man up top. The Polish are some rats, bro. Just parking the bus at the back, every single player at the back, and Lewandowski up top. Bayern in Bayern they play to Lewandowski's strength. You know they surround mm-hmm. them with they have good players around him. To help him with that, you know, they know Lewandowski, you know, he can make a run, but he's not the fastest player, right? He's not in Bali. Mm-hmm. So they play to his strength. Poland thinks Lewandowski is in Bali for some reason. Yeah. They just park the bus mm-hmm. and leave Lewandowski up top alone and expect him to just outpace every single player and just get to the goal. So maybe that's why that, that could be a reason why, why Lewandowski just isn't the same for Poland as yeah. for Bayern. Sure. But um, it doesn't change the fact that he's a rat. <laughs> also, I wanted to say something for Spain. I feel like against uh Slovak, uh yeah, they're playing Slovakia next game. Um, man, try the three at the back. I have a bad feeling about next game. I have such a bad feeling. I- I'm sorry. Like all I'm saying is that play three at the back with maybe Aspi a right center back or even Aspi a right wing back because Aspi is a great player. He yeah. might not be the fastest, but you bring in. The two center backs that you decided to bring, you either bring Diego Llorente or Eddie Garcia in, or even Aspilicueta, like we said, and put Marcos Llorente in a more forward position. Because 
you're restricting him a lot at right back, in my opinion. And maybe through the back, you have more, you know, you're a little bit more solid at the back. And then attacking, you're more, um, uh, you're more fluent, I guess. And what's it called? Jordi Alba can get forward, can make those runs that he loves to do. And mm-hmm. maybe it can. And then you play Morata and Jer Moreno at, at two strikers. And then you play Daniel Mo and maybe a Cam or something like that. But, you know, try to. Exp- it's, it's sort of late to experiment because the next game is you either win or you're out, basically. Yeah. But. All right, so. Try to do a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. So, look, this is what I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. So, Busquets is back for next game. So, I think. I think they need a. I think they need to go all out. We need to win this game. There's no debate. We need to win. Obviously, yeah. So we go. I think this is how we should line up. Go when on. I see when I go, let, let me know if you disagree with anything. Okay. So okay. I think I think we should line up um uh three, four, one two. So basically, three center backs, a left mid, a right mid, two center mids, a cam, and two strikers. Agree. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure that was that was eleven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we line up like that. Uh, center backs, Aspi, right center back, eh, Laporte, middle, Patorns on the left. Mm-hmm. Agree. Uh, left, left mid, Jordi Alba, right mid, Llorente, so he can he has more freedom going up. I agree with that completely. Uh, center mids, Pedri and Busquets. Cam, Dani Olmo. No, wait, actually, no, wait, hold up, hold up. Left mid, left mid, Jordi. Right mid, I want to see, I want to see, hold up. I want to see. Okay, I want to see. Let's go with Ferran Torres or either Ferran or Adama. Doesn't matter. Oh, Adama, um, Adama, uh, Adama didn't even come in against against the Polish yeah, scums. Bro. But but I, then but, but then wait, wait, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, sorry. Um, against Poland, I think he could have done very, very, very good job because I mean it was the dying minutes, and we talked about this in our in our pre-Euro. Uh, what's it called in our pre-Euro podcast? Uh, yeah. If you're trying to win a game, if it's tied, this is exactly the situation that we were talking about. If it's tied, both like even Poland was trying to win that game at that point. If you, you need somebody to to uh, make the dribble, do the one on one, get crosses in, Adama's your player, and uh, uh, he just Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres is not a bad player, but Adama needed to come on, yeah. and he didn't, and it was disappointing. Hold up, I can, let's make this, like, watch, listen right now, I'll make this like a clip, like, TikTok. Ready? Like, TikTok? Okay, go ready, on. Ready? I'm gonna go bold. All right, all right, so, go okay, on. so I'm, I'm gonna go the whole lineup, so if it's, all right, so go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna line up for Spain, if they want to win their next game, we have to line up for an offensive team. So, I said we go, a three, four, three, four, one, two. So, three center backs, four, a, a two center mid, a left mid, a right mid, a cam, and two strikers. Mm-hmm. So, I said we go, goalie Unai Simon. Mm-hmm. Right center back, right center back, Afilicueta. Center center back, Laporte. Left center back, Pau Torres. Mm-hmm. Left mid, Jordi Alba. Right mid, Adama Traoré or Ferran Torres. Mm-hmm. Center mid, slash CDM, Busquets and, and Llorente. Llorente, yep. Cam, Dani Olmo, and strikers, Oyarzabal and Gerard Moreno. Oh, Oyarzabal. I'm going to go bold. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go bold. Man. Uh, yeah, that, I'm going to go with that team. Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with that team. Yo, think, you know who think... surprised me a little bit? Who? Pablo Sarabia. Yeah, no. Freaking, bro. Yeah, he hasn't... I mean, he hasn't played the best, but I mean, in my opinion, he's played better than, for example, Fabian. Fabian, yeah. 
is I'm sorry, Fabian is not good. I told you, bro. I I told you. I said this before in the in the pre uh Euros podcast. Like, he's nothing great. He's 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 pretty mid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and that rounds it up for match day two. Um, as we are speaking, we are four minutes into the who's playing right now. I'm pretty sure it's like Netherlands, right? Netherlands. It is. It's. Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia, and Netherlands. All oh, those two games. good games. Uh, yeah. so we will come back. I think next Monday with a special guest. Yep. Special guest. Um, special secret guest. guest. Not like you guys. I don't. I don't think you guys know who it is. Um. No, well, I don't. I, we just. We just want you guys to know that we. So first of all, we're gonna. We're. At least me. I'm trying to get some guests on here. Some. Special people, some people that we don't even know, some people that um, like some people with like uh, football related businesses or stuff like that that we mm-hmm. can interview and talk to them about. But as for the Euros, we're gonna bring on guests that we personally know that have a really good, have a good knowledge on footy because to be honest, around their area, it's really hard to find or know people that have like a decent amount of knowledge on it, or that can even talk unbiased as possible. Yeah. Or even even if they talk bias, can they can at least like talk about it and not sound stupid? You know? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I I was gonna say something for a second. Go ahead. Um, your wishes has, have come true. Why? As we were speaking, Netherlands is playing with Gravenberch and Malin. They boys. started. Wait, boys. Obviously, <laughs> my life. Wait, is this the my lineup? Damn, this is my lineup. Except, except. Damn, if Timber would have been for Blind, I would have been... No, that would have been Blind. crazy. I, if Timber for Blind and De Vrij and Ake for De Vrij, that would have been... That would have been very, very... Much better, actually. But whatever, um, my, my, my front line, I'm, I'm happy, bro. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go watch this game. Damn. All right, guys. Uh, So, thank you for coming. Uh, It's been an hour 30. It's a little a little bit long, so let us know if you guys want it so we can like make it a little shorter. Uh, It's up to you guys. So, thank you very... Thank you very much for um for listening. And don't uh, forget to check out our TikTok, the official false nine. I think that's oh yeah, are we gonna start posting a little bit more? Yeah, we're gonna start posting on there. Uh yeah, we have to start posting a little bit more. Um, so thank you guys for 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 listening, and we shall see you in a week, in a week's time. Yes, Hasta sir. luego.